0: Your Money Hour Podcast, I am your host, Dakota Grady. Welcome to the show, everybody. Whether you're in South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, wherever you are, thank you for joining us tonight. And I have a guest, as always. Occasionally, I may have a podcast interview on my own, but mostly I have guests. But before we get started, if you need help with personal finances and you're struggling, you're worried about how you're going to pay for your bills or how you're going to eat, contact me at DakotaGrady.com resources that can help you with your personal finances so that you can have peace of mind and start worrying and not be broke. Oh, and by the way, if you are an entrepreneur or you're on a med spa or you are an entrepreneur and you're an NP, a practitioner, and you need help with accounting in Texas, I'm your guy as well. Contact me today at TheCountingGradio.com. So my guest tonight is Ms. Demetria Davenport. She is the a side doctor from Detroit, Michigan area, and I met Miss Devonport two weekends ago. We connected and wanted to have her on the show tonight. So I wanted to say thank you for joining me, Miss Demetria. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Dakota. It was a pleasure uh, connecting with you, um, and thank you for allowing me to be on your platform today. I appreciate that.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you for all your time and tell us about about who you are and what you do, Demetria.
1: Okay, my name is Demetra Davenport, better known as The Massage Doctor. I am owner of the award-winning spa, Luxurious Essentials, located in located in Southfield, Michigan. As a result of what I do, I help individuals who are suffering from chronic foot pain get relief naturally and quickly through uh, wellness and holistic treatments.
0: So how'd you get into that? I mean, like, I, we did an IG Live recently, and that, and that P word... <laughs>
1: <laughs> plantar, plantar,
0: Faschitis. so plantar
1: fasciitis.
0: Plantar, plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. All right, so talk about that, Miss Miss Doctor Massage Talk about that plantar fasciitis. What that is and how did you get it to massage therapy?
1: Okay, um, I initially got into massage therapy through a co-worker of mine, Miss Vivian. At that time, I was in a uh, beauty school, obtaining um, my um, nail tech license. Uh, so she told me once I get done with that, uh, get back with her. I was out of school a little over a year. She said, "You still in school?" I said, "Miss Vivian, I've been done with school over a year." She said, "Girl, I told you, you know, um, you need to go a massage." She said, "She thought I would be good um, doing massages." So she introduced me to um, an Rn. Uh, who got into holistic nursing, and she was a massage therapist. Uh, Now, the state of Michigan back in the day, you didn't need a certificate, nor any schooling or a license to uh, do massage therapy, but then as it started to become real popular, they made it where you had to have some schooling, um, then have a certificate, and then the, State was trying to figure out how to grandfather everybody in who had been doing massages um, because prior to schooling, all you had to do was go down to the uh, health department back in the day and get a card for the old, older season, real season massage therapy here, here in, in Michigan. So you just went and got a, a health card here in Detroit. And so, um, um went to her home. I went for um, four weeks, I went on a Saturday for four weeks in a row. And I went for about uh, two to three hours. And she just taught us about um, uh, massage. She also uh, introduced us to um, uh, essential oils. I love bergamot because of her. Because when you was coming up her driveway, you could just it just smelled, you smelled all that goodness. And then when you walked in the door, the first thing that hit you was that bergamot um, uh, essential oil. So she talks about essential oils as well and what they were used for and how you can mix them with carrier oils and things like that and the benefits of um, massage oil. So that's how I got introduced to massage therapy uh, through my co worker.
0: All right. So the word plantar fasci-
1: fasciitis.
0: Fasciitis, yes. Talk it's about the that fasciitis
1: please. part that people can't get. The plantar. Right. Fasciitis. <laughs> it's the fasciitis.
0: It's fasciitis. All right. So talk about that. Like how? Well, what is it first? How do people get it, and how do you cure it?
1: Okay. Well, plantar fasciitis. I'm gonna use my hand for example as the bottom of my foot. So you, your plantar fasciitis tendon is in the palm of your foot, but it is here, but then it your uh, Achilles tendon comes around your heel and attaches to your plantar fasciitis. And then from there, your plantar fasciitis goes in between your toes. So when it's uh, damaged or, or torn, you get tears in your plantar fasciitis as well. Um, it's very painful, along with that, I call them the twins. They they go together, they're married. When you have plantar fasciitis, you automatically get uh, a heel spur. You get a heel spur uh, on the outside of your foot, uh, which is lateral or medial, uh, lateral here or medial on the inside of your foot. So if, on one of these sides, you'll get uh, um, a heel spur here or right here. That's because the, um, the uh, Achilles tendon is so tight it's pulling on the on the plantar fascia tendon and then you get those heel spurs right there and then you also get that tightness in your foot and also um in your calf muscles too mm. so all, all of that goes together so when everything those tendons start getting tight and starts pulling it makes everything tight and it's very um discomforting you can develop plantar fasciitis if you're a jogger if you're a runner um, also if you're um, a person who has a career that requires you to stand on your feet for long periods of time such as uh, nurses um, doctors um, all workers I don't care if you're changing tires um, also hairdressers hairdressers and, and barbers as well yeah
0: so do you do you serve that population are those populations where doctors, nurses like barbers salons uh, beauticians. do you serve them or who do you who do you specialize in i uh, serve
1: yes i serve them because those are the they are my target market and those are the individuals who are suffering from that pain relief now um most people when they're um, experiencing plantar fasciitis uh, normally you go see a podiatrist that's when the pain is really getting bad or whatever so they'll go see the podiatrist, he'll assess your feet, you know, take x-rays and um, examine your feet. And then they'll give you a uh, cortisone shots. Um, also, they'll prescribe you medication. Um, you can be on a cam market, that's that boot thing that you'll see people in sometimes, which everybody has them now. And then um, they'll cast you as well too. Uh, that's to keep the pressure off your foot so your body, so your foot can heal itself.
0: So your body your body should heal itself opposed to having surgery right if it gets too bad surgery is like last result
1: yep so if surgery is your last result if you don't have a doctor if you have a good um if you have a good doctor if he's not a doctor that's cutting happy, you just want to cut and charge your insurance your um your doctor he's going to do um what he can to help you to alleviate pain, he wants the surgery be the last resort because when you get surgery, um, they sedate you, you're laying face down on the table in the operating room. And then what they can do, you going to use my back of my arm, for example. So say this is the back of your leg and this is your foot. So you know, you have your Achilles tendon right here. Okay, because your Achilles tendon starts like halfway in the middle of your calf and then it thins out here and then attaches at your heel and then connects to your plantar fascia. So what they do, they take the uh, the scalpel, they cut it and they pull it apart. And then they go in and they uh, take a little hammer and a chisel and they knock it off. And then they sew you back up and then they cast you as well. Um, a lot of people who get that surgery, their foot is never the same. They don't have any uh, plantar or flexion of their foot, you know, you know, making their foot go up and down. And then uh, the heel spurs, most people heel spurs uh, come back.
0: At what point should somebody come see you, the massage doctor, and they have foot pain?
1: Also, uh, uh, when someone comes to me, they call me or they'll get me and I have them come in for appointment so I can do my assessment on them. And then we go from there and we are, um, I map out a plan for them, um, how long, how many treatments they're going to need and what the treatment is going to be that I'm going to do with them. It depends on how severe their pain is because it can be, um, it can be, uh, I don't want to say fixed. It can be treated without um, medication or having surgery. But with most things, if you're going to PT or you're going to the doctor and, or someone like myself, a therapist that specializes in, in what I am have a specialty in something, if I'm asking you not to do something, your practitioner's asking you not to do something to help them. You know, they're giving you some preventive for things to do at home. To help them in between coming to your treatments, um, we know when you're not doing that, so you have to help your practitioner help you to help. So we can help you help you guys get better.
0: So, what's the average amount of time someone has stayed with you as a client if they are injured with their plantar fasciitis, and then they like? What's the process for them to work with you? Like, how long what do they heal, Take to heal?
1: Okay, so if they're have, let's say, mild symptoms, it can be anywhere from maybe four to six treatments. Then, if it's more severe, where your foot is on fire, then that's a longer treatment plan. Mm-hmm. That goes anywhere from that can be up to, to 12 sessions to 24 sessions, but it depends on how bad your pain is. You know, and then, like I said, too, some things that you have to do, exercises too, uh, to help me help you. Because yes. it, be, uh, it can be very, very painful, especially when you take those first steps in the morning um, out of bed. Most people, when their feet hit the floor, they're walking on the ball of their foot and as they warm that foot up, it comes down because that tend to be so tight. You, you can't walk on it and it be, it'd be on fire.
0: Mm. So you you experienced this before. You said about it in IG Live. How about your experience with it and how you overcame plantar fasciitis?
1: Uh, It was horrible the way I uh, came upon plantar fasciitis. Um, I was working at Chrysler. Uh, I just finished uh, repairing a car and when I stepped down off the step box, um, my foot hit the floor. I'm like, oh, that don't feel right. And then it just started progressing. I went to the podiatrist. Um, I went and got uh, a few cortisone shots. That wasn't working. I said, I'm not doing that. And then, uh, it just starts, because you just keep working, if you keep working through it, because you're pushing through it, then sometimes you get the cortisone shots, you feel good, you like my foot back to normal. So you don't know that you're doing damage to it because you have something that's masking the pain, it's masking those nerves. So when that uh, medication wears off, then your foot is like, ha, 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 (laughs) I'm back. But it's it's back with a vengeance, so it's very painful. Uh, It feels like you're walking on a pebble or some little small rocks in your foot, especially on your heel. So you might think it's something in your shoe. You might think it's not in my shoe. It may be something in your sock. No, it's in your foot. And so it's those uh, uh, heel spurs are impinging on nerves as well, too. So it's very irritating. It hurts. Uh, It's very discomforting. I was in a cast, I was in a cam marker, I was going back from a cast to a cam marker, back and forth. Um, also your plantar fascia tears too, because every time I would take a step, I would feel a, uh, a plucking feeling in the bottom of my foot. You know, when you was a kid, the mailman dropped a rubber band, them thick ones, you, you pluck it, that's what it felt like. So when I um, went to my podiatrist, he was telling me, he said, your plantar fascia uh, tendon is tearing. That's why you feel that plucking uh, feeling. It was tearing. So what they do, like I said, they give you the medications. They give you the medication. The medication is doing nothing but masking the pain. It's masking it. The doctor is tr- is treating it. He's just treating the symptoms. He's not trying to find the cause of the symptoms. And that's where I come in. I'm finding the cause of the symptom. I'm not just treating. It. I'm finding the cause of the symptoms so I can help you to better um, foot health.
0: What are some of the issues that you feel uh, that your clients come in with that causes them to have that particular issue?
1: Um, like I said again, uh, working on um, on one, working on hard surface floors. Two, not wearing um, compression socks because compre- graduated compression socks is going to give you that compression on your legs. Help stimulate blood flow and also uh, give you that support not just on your leg but your ankle and your foot as well. Um, also, not wearing proper shoes, not wearing shoes with a good thick insole in there with a good thick arch support. And um, you, because if you get a shoe that's not properly fit and don't have enough cushion, that causes it, doesn't does give you that arch support. So that's not good foot health neither. So like I said, um, wearing the compression socks, uh, wearing uh, proper shoes that stick, have a, a good um, arch support, good thick arch support with the heel. And then also doing um, exercise, doing foot exercises as well to help uh, with your foot because a lot of people don't know you have very little muscles in your feet. You have a lot of tendon and ligaments and those ligaments and tendons, they get stuck. So sometimes you wonder, like, why I can't spread my toes apart, or why can't I, why can't I do, um, um, you know, you know, pronation? You can't move it back and forth, you know, things like that, because those things are stuck. Those things are stuck, so they get stuck because they're not being um, exercised, so that they, they get stuck. And then too, a lot of people don't know. Um, our lower limbs don't get a lot of um, blood flow, especially as we get older. And that's why it's important too, um, when doctors um, tell their um, diabetic patients, make sure you have some shoes on your feet because you're not getting um, enough uh, blood flow there. And that's why they um, have nerve pain, such as a neuropathy, because they're not getting enough uh, blood flow to the lower extremity. so you get those things uh, that happen.
0: So when we, when we met, we, we were talking about something you were very, very, very passionate about. Yeah, I think you were talking about how people in your area don't really want to collaborate. Is that fair? I think you were talking about that. You were saying about yes, that. It's yep. very like I guess maybe cutthroat is a word. Talk about that in business. Do you feel like in our community, we feel like we can't collaborate because we're kind of pull each other down so they building each other up, work, work together?
1: Um, I think... People are not that friendly if you're not part of their special group or their homeboy, homegirl, whatever, or the clique, whatever you want to call it, or part of their community. Um, people try to keep things uh, to themselves. And um, like I was uh, expressing to you, you know, I've been coming down to Atlanta because Candice Holyfield, the six-figure, five chick, AP's wife, she is my mentor, and I've learned so much under her, un- underneath. Um, her mentorship, her mentoring me, and then also with business credit. Before I uh, joined the Spa Boss Tribe, I didn't have any business credit. I had, all, out of all the years I had been in business, I didn't have any business credit. Um, being underneath her guidance, um, within, I want to say, 30 days, I was getting business credit. Just like that. You know, but but she shared that knowledge and that's what I like about the community and about the uh, brothers and sisters down there in Atlanta, the way they move, they wanna help everybody. And you know, they give away, um, just like at the conference, uh, when Runway and, and um, uh, 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 Marquel and uh, all of them that came here, Nikki, Jose, all of them, when they all came, they gave gems. They gave gems, you know what I'm saying? And they weren't stingy with it. They want to see everybody win. And that's what I like when I go down to Atlanta. They want to see each other win. They move differently. And I was just looking like, oh my goodness. I'm like, they are down in Atlanta killing it. So they want to see everybody win. You know what I'm saying? Like when uh um when Dontel, Um, you know, he had all those heavy hitters come and speak to us. They could have said no. And then two, when you met them in the hallway, you know, they were still speaking to you. They wasn't like, Don't speak to me, you peasant. You know what I'm saying? They were just really genuine people. You know, because you know you get some people that be big influencers and they be so high on their Mountaintop, it's like you know you're beneath them, but everybody was really real. Um, everybody was just sweet, and they was just being their uh, authentic selves, and they gave a lot of information. Yeah, and it was very helpful. Yeah, they was very helpful on the information uh, that they gave us, because I, I, uh, what uh Jose said, he said when he told all of us, he said if you're not share your gift and talent, let the world know what you do, and you just keep it to yourself. Okay, you're responsible for somebody's life, they dying. So I make sure that I do my videos, like the weekend has some stuff going on, but I didn't post any videos, but I did Monday, I made a batch of videos. So I have some and boom. So I know tomorrow I have to do another batch of videos for my next three to four days or whatever. So, and I think about that. Um, I'm staying accountable, how can I put it? I'm keeping myself accountable, even though they're not here looking at me and seeing that she just get that, come to the conference, to the uh, impactful uh, boot camp? and, you know, she got all those notes up in there, but she not doing nothing. You know, she's not implementing what we all have told everybody, whatever. So I'm making sure I'm holding myself accountable, even though they're not looking. It's like when you do a job, if you're my boss, and you told me, Demetria, I need you to finish up these tax forms for me or whatever. Okay, no, I'm gonna do what you asked me to do. Because if I do something behind your back, I'm, I'm whatever I can do behind your face, I'm gonna do behind your back. But I don't mean that in a bad way, you know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm gonna make sure if you're leaving your business in my hands to do something, I want you to know that you can trust me that Demetria, I know she gonna get this done. They like, well, she was over there. She took an extra break. Okay, but she, she did what I asked her to do and I'll go above and beyond. You know, you might say, oh, we'll do this. But he was like, well, girl, we had you wash the kids, but we were not expect you to go wash the dish." I'm like, well, well you had some dishes in the dish rack? I was like, well, why not make it easier for her when she come home, put the dishes up and you know, hey, see y'all tomorrow. Oh, y'all need a babysitter, call me again. <laughs> you know, so I'm one of those people, I over, uh I over deliver, and I just something that's been in me. And my mother always just tell me, uh, you know, if you're gonna do something, do it right. Cause mm-hmm. if you, you know, cause if you go back and you gotta redo it, live it all the time you're in a way. So if you wouldn't have did it right the first time, you know, now, Now you got to do this, so now you can't go outside. You got to do this, you can't watch Happy Days, because you went here watching these dishes, you could just go and watch this after you right? you know? (laughs) Or don't don't half tail do the dishes. Come on here, girl. (laughs) You know, that's old school. But yeah. That's
0: real right there, that's real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. But yeah, but uh, it was very, uh, like I said, I love Atlanta. I love it. I love everybody down here. Uh, Like I said, they have such a good uh, community, and they all want to see each other win. They all wanna see each other again. And then two, um, like when you and I were talking, I was just surprised that when Don Till told us that 97% of the people who attended the Impactful boot camp was not from Atlanta. I think it was maybe two people, maybe three that was from Atlanta, but the rest of the room was everybody who traveled to get there. And I was telling y'all like, that's just mind blowing to me that they have all that goodness at their fingertips, that they're not even using it. Even not just at Till's event, but even being with Candace, you know, just being with Candace and things that she has asked us to implement and do or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, she wants you to make that bag too. But you know, I'm doing all the stuff that I did not have in place prior to being under her mentorship. You know, I didn't have a trademark. I wasn't, I, you know, you, we don't, we're not taught about you know, trademarking. We just thought you open a business, get an LLC, get an EIN number, and there you go. You just take off running or whatever. You know, nobody is t- telling us how to do uh, bookkeeping. You know, I'm guilty of it. I- I'm guilty of it. I'm still. I'm guilty y'all. Everybody half to tell When you are Twitter, nobody is telling us how to do bookkeeping. You know what I'm saying? And so, those things that we need to do because now I've noticed, you know, just what, uh, like I said, what Candace, you know, she tell us stuff. The banks want to see, they're asking us. they asking us. We want to see some bank statements. We want to see the last three months of bank statements or whatever. You know, somebody else can walk in there, and they ain't asking them nothing. You're like, oh, okay, you know, blah blah blah, to share information or whatever. But they're asking us for this information, and a lot of people can't um can't produce it. So it's t- teaching us to. For me, it's teach us to grow up, grow up in business, uh, uh, grow up in business, because our other counterpart partners are passing us by. That's why they can go in the bank and go get along. And, and, and get, get a, a line of credit um, and brand it to business. Because they don't have, because they have certain things uh, in place and we're not taught that. Like I said, we just taught, get the EIN number, get the LLC, open up your business and there it is. You know, they're not telling you anything about, you know, when you open up a business, whether it be in a suite or in a a, a freestanding building, you need to have a, a, a certificate of occupancy. You need to have a business license because if those people I don't care if you're a liquor store, but well, you know liquor store, they gonna make sure you have it. But if you don't have those certain articles of, of paper, that can cause your business to close down. If the people decide, you know, that city uh, decides to come in and I'm gonna call it an audit of your business, to see if you have the proper credentials to run your business, that can shut your whole business down. And people are not, um, we're not told that right we're not told that that's important that's an important part of being a business
0: owner as well yeah i mean having people in place to tell you things is important i mean whether it be bookkeeping some legal stuff or maybe a trademark whatever it's important for business you know if you don't know find out like for me i mean i find out about different well how i got in the room was basically online searching on people's on people's pages on instagram and came upon certain person and start following the trail and was like, oh, that thing I don't know, I'm in a room in Atlanta, <laughs> so. Yep, yeah, yourself in places where you can grow as opposed to just being stagnant because I'm from South Carolina. And I mean, it seems like it's the same way here. People, are I feel like they're cliquish. And I'm like, well, I wanna go with people where people are open-minded and want everybody to grow because there's enough money for all of us to win. Like I said in the presentation. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, it is. So, like I said, um, like Candace say, you got to get in the room because you never know who you going to meet. Because she, she showed up, asked me the last day. She said, you so what you got going on? And I told her, I said, well, hey. I said, you know, I met Dakota and I'm going to be on this podcast and blah, blah, blah. I think, like, you said, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and get in the room or whatever. So I said, I'm going to be on Dakota's uh, podcast and then um, get with her so I can be on her podcast as well, and like she said, you just never know who you're gonna meet, what you're gonna learn, cause every time, you know, I've been coming, been going out to Atlanta since uh, June of last year, and I was going every two weeks, all the way up to December. So every time I went to something, except for I went uh November, I think I didn't go in November. I didn't go in November, but, um, I was going too much. My husband's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm something at home. We're going. we going, going in December." He's like, "Okay," you know. But um, every time I went to something that Candace had, I met somebody. I learned something. It may not have resulted in no coins, but it resulted in my business being more structured as a business. If that makes sense. And I, and I always met. I always met somebody.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So before we close, thank you for your time and, and being on the show and just being transparent. What can you lead the audience with? What business, life, money, you have the floor. Thank you for your, your time.
1: All right, well, first I want to say thank you so much for having me on your beautiful podcast. I appreciate that. I thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, to leave people, you know what? Make sure you have your business in place. Uh, surround yourself with other like-minded people. You may have to leave your town, your city, your state to find other like-minded people with you, like you. um, And have your business affairs um, in order. You know, business is always evolving. Your business is always evolving. And it's not, okay, I did this, I'm done. You're always gonna be learning and this. It's not one and done, you're always uh learning something. And two, make sure you guys are getting in the right room, because you never know who you're gonna meet. You may meet the code, you may meet somebody like me. They can tell you, hey, what's going on? Hey, I've been watching the way you've been walking your gate off, what's going on with your foot? <laughs> you know, things like that, whatever. But you never, you never know who you're gonna come in contact with. And like I said, two, your tribe, May not na- may not be in your own hometown. It's some. It's, it's some. It could be in another state, another town, another city. You know what I'm saying? You just never know where you're gonna find other unicorns like you, and like me and you. <laughs> All
0: right. So thank y'all for joining the Your Money Our Podcast. Thanks for your time to meet
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much. Mwah. Love you guys. Bye.